the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to What's the Score? A series solely dedicated to the support of Central Florida small business and entrepreneurs. Donated as a community service by Salem Media Group. And now, here's Christopher Hart, Rich Jekyll, and Lucy Polito. Hello again, and welcome to What's the Score? The show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business. And once again, we have a winning combination. Lucy Polito from Scores in the studio today. Great to see you, Lucy. Great to see you, Chris. Yeah, Rich is not with us today, but he'll be back next week or the week after. I am Christopher Hart of the American Adversaries Radio Show. But, of course, this show is all about what SCORE has to offer for all you entrepreneurs or entrepreneur wannabes out there. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, they have everything from an educational program to a mentorship program to networking opportunities. They got it all at SCORE, right, Lucy? Yes, we do. We are ready to uh help anyone who is even thinking about starting a business. And that's what SCORE is all about. And it's all about helping you succeed and raising your odds of success because it's a jungle out there, ladies and gentlemen. You've heard of that, the asphalt jungle. And it really is, but not because you can't succeed or because the odds are stacked against you, uh, but they can be stacked against you if you don't really understand what you're up against. And that's what SCORE is to help you avoid. And we we show you the tools on how to avoid the getting lost or killed in that jungle. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. And, of course, in that jungle, it means going out of business. And, of course, you don't want to do that, and especially if it's, uh, you know, something you're very passionate about. So SCORE is there to help you, and they can help you as much or as little as you like. They have a great educational uh, selection to, uh, to uh, choose from. Uh, many offerings that cover every aspect of business, both the basics and the more current topics like social media and how to best utilize that, all of that sort of thing they have at SCORE. SCORE is located conveniently in the Orlando Fashion Square Mall, which is undergoing a makeover of its own. You know, yes, the, it is. The business it world is. keeping Definitely. up with the times. And SCORE's right there, located on the West End, just off McGuire Boulevard, where the parking garage is. You can park in the parking garage. You'll still see the vines painted on the wall and just follow those to the source of growth and success. And SCORE, of course, is only one of more than a dozen great organizations there. Correct. SCORE networks with the SBA, uh, other uh uh, organizations like the African American Chamber of Commerce, the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, uh, the UCF Incubator, the Incubator Program. All of this is accessible there, and SCORE is once again there, physically speaking. And why, by that I mean during normal business hours, they actually have people in there. Lucy's in there oftentimes, Rich, and many others. Lois is there oftentimes because she's yes. running the joint, right? Yes, she does run the joint. <laughs> and <laughs> and does a very good job at it, too. Indeed, she does. And, of course, she's been on the show with us before. And SCORE, being located there, you can walk in physically during normal business hours, Monday through Friday and Saturday mornings. You can call on the phone, either make an appointment or perhaps your question can be dealt with over the phone. And that would be at 407-420-4844 for SCORE, 407-420-4844. And don't forget the website where you can sign up for a great newsletter there. SCORE newsletter is always up to date and always putting out pertinent information about upcoming events that SCORE is involved in or otherwise things that you need to know about. And that is at orlando.score.org, orlando.score.org. And don't forget... At that website, you can also find the archive of all of these What's the Score shows that that's we've right. done over these and past quite four a few. years or so. Indeed, they're piling up in there. They are piling up. And they're cataloged very nicely, conveniently, so you can find what you're looking for. And, for instance, if you like a particular show want to hear it again or refer someone else to it, 
That's at Orlando.score.org. And then, of course, the Facebook page where Rich would love for you to like him on it. And that's Score Orlando on Facebook. And don't forget, and we talk about this a little bit, uh, try to every week anyway, that Score is a national organization. Yes, it is. We are all over the country. And uh, we have approximately, I don't know, it, it varies, obviously, because some people come and go. But roughly between thirteen and 15,000 volunteers. Nationwide. And uh, with that amount of people, you can imagine we have all kinds of expertise. I bet there isn't a business that is Exist, covered right. in, with, with one of our, our volunteers. So I think, you know, it's, it's an incredible opportunity for people to really utilize our services. And the most incredible thing is that we are, this is Rich's favorite word, Absolutely free. free. That's right. The big F word, as he puts it, and uh, all of their mentorship, uh, you know, uh, time spent with you is absolutely free, no charge. And this can be some very significant costs that you would be saving because these folks can offer you like uh, advice that you would get from a board of directors or things of that nature. Because we have some very high caliber uh, volunteers and it's amazing. I mean, sometimes I'm surprised by the type of people that we have and I think that's one of the things that also encourages people to become a volunteer with this organization because you're dealing with other professionals. And uh, obviously, as a professional, you always want to be hanging around people who have had a similar experience to yourself. And many of us have owned a business and have uh, had the suffering of what it is to start a business. Let's just and, put it this way. that there, there is no problem that you will encounter in the business world or in life that these people haven't already encountered that themselves. That is a fact. And can help you deal with it uh, in a most effective and least painful fashion. And we're not trying to scare you. But we're just trying to say they're there to help you. And on top of the great mentorship program, they also have an excellent educational program which includes a number of basic courses, you know, that, that every business needs to know. How to start up a business, what type of business framework to use, a corporation, sole proprietorship, partnership, all of that. Also, you know, the basics in sales and marketing and, and taxing and all of that sort of thing. And then they have more, shall we say, advanced level courses and that get into the more fine nuances of marketing. And then also they have the, shall we say, the current topics yeah, and that's one thing that we're trying to really constantly stay with uh, what's going on in the world or ahead of it. And we get an awful lot of good experts to come in and speak to us. Indeed. And with the they have the Coffee with the Leader series. Now, that, uh, it meets twice a month. All of the – everything, unless we tell you otherwise, of these courses and then things, these events – are at the National Entrepreneur Center because they have state-of-the-art classroom facilities there. Uh, the uh, So Coffee with a Leader meets twice a month, and they also have a Lunch with a Leader series, which meets once a month. And these are all more current topic-type things. And once again, these are all issues that you'll be able to use in your everyday business. And that brings us to today's guest because she is going to be presenting – the Coffee with a Leader series coming up titled The Million Dollar Question. So before we get to the million dollar question, let's get to the $64,000 question and find out about Mary Flynn. Welcome to the show, Mary. Uh, thank you. These are high stakes here. <laughs> uh, they are, aren't they? Uh, and let me just say that Mary is a host here on the Salem Media Group 1520 WBZW station every afternoon, Monday through Friday from 3 to 5 p.m. live with your hometown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm loving it. Yeah. I love our Salem family and it's uh, it's a fun experience. Okay. Well, let, now, let's... I have to say I'm very brave to be with two professionals. Okay? <laughs> and here's this amateur just budding. <laughs> no, listen, you do great. I've heard you every week doing this and you're great. You and Chris do a great job. As you do as well. But I want to find out how you got there, because if I understand correctly, you're from Brooklyn, New York. Yes, I am. So yes, I am. <laughs> this is kind of where we start with every week on the score is a little bit about the guests themselves. So tell us how a Brooklyn gal got to be your hometown host on a Popka radio station. Well, it, it's, it was a long way around, but... Um, um, Did you grow up in Brooklyn? Is- I grew up in Brooklyn. I, When I married, my husband was an Air Force officer. So we left and traveled. Too bad Rich isn't here because he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he was a missile commander. And we lived overseas. We lived in Turkey. The Middle East was an interesting place, uh, different from 
the Midwest, which is where we started out. Oh, and boy, then, you went from the Midwest to the Mideast. California, <laughs> exactly. And um, then came out. It's just amazing. You know, when you ask that question, it's such a big question because, you know, life, it's like you, you, pl- you plan over here and then life happens over here, you right. know, the other side. Right. But um, along the way, I am a writer. I've been writing since I was like eight. So that's the underlying passion in my whole life. Um, but along the way, um, I became a, a speaker. And, and uh, that took me on a whole different course for the, 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 the curvature of the path in my life. And, but, it, but it was kind of a funny way. I went to, some years ago, I went to um, an, an uh, investment program. It was an accountant, and it was about an hour or two hours. I don't really remember how long it was, but uh, it might have been 10 minutes and seemed like two days. It was so right. boring. Okay. But what was funny is I looked, I paid $10 to go to this, and it was, a, it was a very nice man, but he was so boring. It was so boring. You thought you could do better, huh? And I thought, heck, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, there were 20 people in the room, and I thought, that's 200 bucks. This guy's boring. I can definitely do this. So I began to seriously think about it. And then I, through this and that, I went and studied out in California with Richard Bandler. Richard Bandler, um, this was a great thrill. I was out there for three weeks studying with him with 35 other people. Richard Bandler taught Tony Robbins. And Tony Robbins, according to Richard, uh, because Richard created the methodology called neurolinguistic programming, okay. and Tony Robbins uh, took all the principles, renamed them, repackaged them, and Made became them his own. yeah. So, so Richard's big joke was, "I want a new Cadillac. I think I'll go Sue Tony again." <laughs> <laughs> so I did that. So, and but you, what you did was you yeah. you you saw something that you went to attend, and you said, "I can make a business out of it." I this. can do that. I'd like to do that. I'd like to. So be you the made a business out of it. I made a business out of it, and and uh, then I combined that with the NLP, the Neuro Linguistic Programming. Okay. And, and then, tell people real briefly what that is. It's the structure of thought, okay. which sounds crazy, but uh, by using it, we talked about representational systems. I'll chunk it down real low. You've heard about eye movement and how it can how you want to meet people where they are. If they are visual, you want to approach them with visuals. If they are auditory. So, for example, I did a program for the the, uh, realty community. Uh, No, it was a sales program, and a realtor was in the room. She came back to me three months later and said she was the leading uh, real estate agent after taking that program. It wasn't me. It was the technology. But what it did was it taught her that if a family, a couple, a person comes to you looking for a house and says, yeah, we, we want something comfortable, you know, and you start talking about, well, wait, you see this view, you're missing them. They don't care about the view. Right. They want the feel of the house. They're telling you what they want and you need They're to be attuned tell, to be that. Be tuned into that. Right, so well, we got to tune out here for a break. But yeah. when we come back, we'll continue this conversation sure. with Mary Flynn. And once again, you can catch her here on 1520 WBZW Monday through Fridays live from 3 to 5 with your hometown. It's a great show, ladies and gentlemen. In the meantime, we'll be right back with more of What's the Score and Mary Flynn. And we're going to get to the million-dollar question. <laughs> we'll be right back. I was afraid to go here. Okay, we're back with What's the Score? Christopher Hart here along with Lucy Polito and Mary Flynn. And Mary is going to be giving the presentation Thursday, December the 12th for the Coffee with the Leader series entitled The Million Dollar Question. And we were just finding out a little about Mary and how she became a public speaker because she saw she could do it. (laughs) And you were just telling us, though, a little about the technique of, you know, the thought process mm-hmm. yeah. uh, that has to do with sales techniques and understanding customers and customer wants, that sort of thing. And building rapport. Because the number one thing we have to do pretty much in any social situation, which is also a business situation, Correct. is build rapport. And in fact, when I was mentoring other facilitators, when I worked at Disney teaching leadership, 
And we'll get to that, uh, yeah, yeah, how you yeah. get there. Um, the first thing I would say to them, you know, I'd say to them, what's the first thing you do in the room after you've gone over your audiovisual stuff? Well, I got to know myself. I said, no, you got to make friends with the audience. Build rapport. Because sooner or later, something's going to go wrong. You want to have them always on your side. And isn't that a big part of like what you did, Lucy, working all those years at American Express? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, I think you're absolutely right. You have to know your audience, know who they are, and kind of becomes friendly with them. That's why it's interesting when you have... The I audience, think, customer, whatever. Yeah, exactly. and you know, kind of be loose about this and joke if you can, mm-hmm. because that really helps you and it helps the audience. Mm-hmm. It's, you mm-hmm. know, usually you're teaching something that's serious, but if you can fit in some of the humor and stuff, I think that makes a big, big difference. You know, what's interesting about that. There's a fascinating technique, and you could see it on the dance floor. The idea of all this is you meet people where they are. You meet them, you meet them, you meet them. And that could be going into someone's office and asking them about the picture of their kids on the desk behind them and so on. But you see this on the dance floor where uh, the man is leading, the woman is following. The woman is following, the woman is following, the woman is following. And all of a sudden, the woman looks across the room, the other side of the room, and sees a gorgeous bracelet on another woman. And somehow the man ends up leading her there. (laughs) Right? Yes, indeed. So this is where you follow, follow, follow until they are following you and you are leading. Okay. All right. Let's – so you're in California – that only briefly for oh, training, for for, training. To learn with, with Richard Bandler. Yeah. With Richard Bandler. And moved to Florida. Moved, then, okay, so I was going to say, so yeah, yeah. at some point you moved to Florida, and I, I take it you came here to Central Florida. Well, I, actually, Tampa first. Okay. Tampa first. And, and you then, were still doing public speaking? That was your, Yeah, I wanted to. Was your husband still in the Air Force at the uh, time? Yeah, we were, we, were, um, we were annulled at that point. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So okay. I came on my own, not knowing mm-hmm. a single soul. Okay. And... Um, and when I, I would do networking, I networked everywhere. And, and eventually uh, what I ended up doing is um, I volunteered, and this to me is such an important thing that I like to teach people. I volunteered to do a little program um, on presentations. And on I... how to give them Yeah, you know, and that, exactly. And I actually called it speech talking because I said, if you're doing a, a if you're talking it, then you need to create it by talking it because you know, you're right. Isn't very that interesting. True? It's yes, and it's very interesting because any business person, especially those that are running the company, they're sooner or later they're going to need that. Exactly, they're going to have to talk to not right. necessarily the major public, whatever. Right, but at least at a meeting, exactly, they have to make a presentation. Yeah, and you know what that presentation says about you. Is how it was delivered, right? And I very important. So that, that's and if a you, great. Uh, and if you and I, what my my key point was, talk it and write it down from your talk, because when you talk from your writing, you, it's a different writing and speaking are different. Yes, they are. And um, so anyway, in this room, a woman came up to me and she said, uh, "Do you do this for companies?" Blah 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 blah. Make a long story even longer. She hired me, and they taught me a monk. A monk taught me. He was he was a former monk, but he decided after 15 years that he wanted to have a family and children. He was this guru in the field of um, ma- um, resource management c- counseling, where they where they worked with companies that downsized, and we would go into the company. When the downsizing had happened, when people had just lost their jobs, sure, and we would lead them out of that, and we would teach them, we would we didn't find them jobs. That was a separate thing, right? But it was not job would, training, but exactly more, how to how to transition now, right. how to look forward, how to get yourself together, how to get how to deal you know, with it, how to cope with it, how and to cope, come how it to, out on the other side better yeah, off, how right. to make a better resume and all that. And from right. there, I was recruited by Disney, who happened to be a high level Disney person in one of our meet and greets one day and she recruited me to come over and teach leadership at Disney University which is behind Magic Kingdom that's all internal we have right. 21 classrooms back there etc and then after that um Disney Institute recruited me <laughs> and so for the last 
13 years of my career with Disney, I was an international conference speaker on leadership and service and hiring and training and I traveled around the country and the world and, and, uh, and did programs mm-hmm. short and long mm-hmm. and so on can, and on. You can see, ladies and gentlemen, you'll be in for a special treat oh. <laughs> Thursday the 12th for the Coffee with a Leader series. Mm-hmm. And the doors open at 8 o'clock. Come early and network there. Mary Flynn, our guest today, will be making the presentation entitled The Million Dollar Question. And after you left Disney, in fact, you wrote an excellent book uh, entitled, if I might, Disney's Secret Sauce. Subtitle, The Little Known Factor Behind the Business World's Most Legendary Leadership. By the way, I read that book. It is excellent. Uh-huh. Yes. It's very easy reading, and it's uh, it's really a very, very good book. So I thank you for that, and I congratulate <laughs> you, because I think it's something that it doesn't. you don't have to be a big business to learn from that book. And it just shows, well, actually, that, yeah. uh, you know... Well, well, real quick, um, give us a couple of the ingredients yeah. of the secret sauce. It's a small book. It's a very small book. 146 very pages. Very easy to read. <clears throat> and I modeled it after the One Minute Manager, which had a single premise. And this book has a single premise. Yeah. I've read a lot of leadership books from companies about Disney and so on and so forth. This is the piece they missed. This is about a single um, concept which drives everything else that Disney has done. The culture of the organization. And I know from years of doing this with organizations, they'd say, oh, you don't understand. You're a Disney. We're a different kind of company. We don't really have a culture. I said, are you kidding me? Of course you have a culture. You just don't know what it is. You just have people making it up as they go along. And if you don't design your culture, if you don't uh, structure it, if you don't create it and and control it as far as the messaging goes, um, you're going to have the accounting department having their own culture and the warehouse and the creative department and everybody else all going to have their own culture. And this is why I say this book is very much applicable to any business Mm -hmm. and to any size for that matter. Because if you don't have a culture, you don't, you wind up not having really a company down the road. Well, you're going to have one. But the idea is, is it by design? It has right. to be by design. It's going to happen whether you have any <laughs> exactly. play in, or are part in it or not. Well, give us an example of what you mean, however, because uh, when you say culture, like the first thing that popped into my mind was back when I think Disney first opened, men could not have facial hair and oh, that, that sort yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. Is that part of what you're talking about? Is well, stuff like that? It, or? That's that's a that's a tiny aspect of it. Okay, but. The um, it it really centers around the values. Okay. Because in order to create the culture, you have to say what is it that I value, and then when you have a value, uh, and this is this is a leader's responsibility, you have to say, well, what are the behaviors that support that value? Well, I have integrity. Everybody says that. Well, okay. So if you had an employee working for you. And they said they had integrity. What behaviors would you expect that employee to display to convince the whole population around them that they had integrity? Well, it's uh, doing what they say they would do, mm-hmm. making promises that they keep. Don't talk behind people's back. Exactly. Stuff being, like that. being right. you know, uh, living up to living up to your your schedules, your deadlines, uh, following the rules. Even when nobody's looking, that kind of thing. That's integrity. And if if you don't do the work, see, that takes work. That's why a lot of organizations don't do it. It takes work. Well, we're busy selling. Well, go ahead. But when you start unraveling out at the edges, don't complain about it. What's your core? What's your core? Your core has to be those values, behaviors, accountability, and so on. Okay. Uh, the book is still available, obviously. Yeah, it's on, on Amazon. Amazon. It's, yeah. Disney's Secret Sauce. It won the silver medal, I will say. Oh, congratulations. It just won silver. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Disney's Secret Sauce, the little-known factor behind the business world's most legendary leadership by Mary Flynn. You spell Flynn just the way it sounds, F-L-Y-N-N. And she will be present, uh, making the presentation entitled The Million Dollar Question at the Coffee with a Leader series coming up on December the 12th, this Thursday. 
Um, I don't want to get too deep into because we're coming up on a break. Sure. Um, but you, that was the mon, one main driving theme of the book at, at, at Disney. And I take it that the culture is still strong out there because the corporation certainly seems to be strong. It is. It's a strong. Now, we can disagree with different little aspects of it. I think the parks are too crowded. I mean, we can get into all that. But substantively, and, and the second part of that, by the way, about the culture mm-hmm. is coaching and feedback. Coaching your employees and getting feedback from your customers, I take it. Feedback no, from, from giving employees. feedback to oh, each other. Oh, I see. I see. And that's hard. And Disney will not give up on it. And will say, well, I don't want, I'm uncomfortable. Lucy and I work together for, oh, we're so close. I'm afraid if I give her feedback, if she's doing something wrong, if I'm doing something wrong, Lucy, you better tell me. And the point about that is when we don't give feedback, if you don't give it to me right away, make it. You experienced something that I did. Mm-hmm. You don't go to my boss and tell him you come to me. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you saw me do because you're there to help me because it helps the company, helps the team. I see. But if you don't do it and you don't do it in a timely way, I'm going to get really, really good at doing it bad. <laughs> All right. It's like letting a bad habit develop before you try to do something about it, which makes it harder to do something exactly. about it. And not only that, but that's how you end up you know, uh, blindsiding someone in an appraisal meeting when they say, I thought I was doing okay. Well, yeah, but three months ago, what? Right, right. It keeps those uh, sort of ticking time bombs from going off in the organization, which can be very disruptive. In the meantime, we have to disrupt the conversation because (laughs) we have to take another break. But when we come back, we'll get into her Coffee with a Leader presentation, the million million dollar question. Once again, you can get Mary Flynn's book on Amazon, Disney's Secret Sauce, the little known factor behind the business world's most legendary leadership. All right, and please do sign up for the newsletter at Orlando.score.org and on Facebook. That's Score Orlando on Facebook for Score. And we will be right back with more of What's the Score? Okay, we're back. What's the score? Mary Flynn, our guest today, Lucy Polito, and myself, Christopher Hart. Rich is not in with us today, but he'll be back soon. All right, so what's the score? The name of the show, Orlando.score.org, is the website. And don't forget the Facebook page, Score Orlando on Facebook. And don't forget that Mary will be doing the Coffee with a Leader series Thursday. And the doors open at 8 o'clock in the morning. Yes. Come early, do some networking around. You get free coffee and danishes, mm-hmm. right, Lucy? That's one of the great advantages also that you mentioned. I'm the glad networking. that you said. Why do you, why do you uh, think I'm coming? Not the, not the coffee <laughs> and, and the donuts or whatever. Which right. are pretty good, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are good. But the networking opportunity, it really is good. And not, not only networking with the other people, but whoever our guest is. And Indeed. I think that's very important. I mean, it's an opportunity you're not going to have very frequently, especially right. the caliber of person we're going to have next time. And next if you week. Exactly. And if you haven't been, the 12th Thursday, if you haven't been to the Orlando Fashion Square National Entrepreneur Center, you will be impressed with it. It is a state-of-the-art facility, and they're doing state-of-the-art things in the business world. And once again, Mary will be giving that Coffee with a Leader presentation Thursday. And this is free. There's no charge for this. Correct. And But will you have some of your books there? Will you be yeah, I could, yeah, I could. I okay. talked to Joe. He said okay. it was fine, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, Mary will be there this Thursday morning, and we were just finding out about her experience at Disney. So after you left Disney, is that when you amped up the writing? You I retired to write. You I retired to, to write. write. I okay. loved my job. I loved it. But I had stories. This book is only one of them. I, I have three illustrated children's books. I have a novel. I won the gold medal and two silver medals for it. Right. I have a middle grade novella. I have 13 short stories, which are coming out next month. I just published my poetry book. Um, you're prolific. I just like to write. Did you, <laughs> and you're did very you good at it. <laughs> did you it. develop some of this? I, I, I remember you saying that you worked at Hallmark one time. Yes, I was a writer for Hallmark on staff okay. many so years you, ago. Were you a writer on these I wonderful was. cards? I uh, wrote, yeah, I wrote every really? card in the line, yeah. Every, really? I mean, not every card, but every genre, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Well, Even the funny ones? The funny ones. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, is, is there some central location, uh, Facebook page or website where people can go to see all of these different titles? Oh, sure. It's um, um, maryflynnwrites.com, okay. as in 
writer, right? W-R-I-T-E-S. Correct. MaryFlynnWrites.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And mm-hmm. can people order them from that site? Too? Yeah, they can okay. actually. Yeah. Okay. Thank um, you. Yes. And as I said, she's a prolific writer and you'll be impressed with her style. And with this business book that she's written, once again, it, it it's an easy read, but you get deep stuff out of it. Yes, you do. Uh, you know, when we say easy read, we're not trying to say, you know, it doesn't have a whole lot in there. It does. Uh, but she's presented it in a fashion that's easy to consume. And that's one of her great talents as a writer and speaker, I might add. Um, so the Coffee with a Leader uh, presentation, the million-dollar question, tell us a little bit about it. Well, I I do this. This is an approach I take at the front of the room when I have an audience of business people or entrepreneurs or whatever. And I ask them, because they're they're in business, and I I try to relate it back to Disney in a meaningful way. That is to say, I will say to them, and this is important, I'll say to them, what is it that, uh, give us some key words that you would use to describe the po- a positive Disney experience. And they'll say, you know, happiness, joy, you know, magic always comes up. Do you have your magic? What's your magic? Oh, well, we want to do this and that. So the million-dollar question is, how do you operationalize the magic? Hmm. Okay. If you can't operationalize it, forget it. And by that I mean, I would imagine almost everybody who goes into business has a dream has verbalized, you know, we call it the vision, the mission statement, whatever you want to call it. They say, well, we want to be the best at this. We want to capture this market in this place, in this town, in this part of the nation, whatever it is. Well, if that's going to be, if that's, if that's your plan, you know, how are you going to get there? And what are the aspects of that? Well, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. Okay. But then how do you operationalize it? One thing that Disney is really, really good at, the thing that they're really good at is operationalizing the magic. In other words, putting it into practice, I take it. Every single place across the entire property, every single role everywhere across property. That property is the size of San Francisco. It's twice the size of Manhattan, 42 square miles. 63,070, actually, thousand cast members there and working. that's just the one here in Orlando. That's just the one Florida. here. Right. You add California and you've got 128,000 people. So how do you get from the boardroom, how do you get from the chairman and that lofty goal, the lofty plan, the big, hairy, beautiful thing that you want to do and make sure that the custodial cast member who's cleaning up the back room gets it? And therein lies the wonder of, of the challenge, you know, the, the day-to-day, what you're working at, communication. Uh, communication is one of those big, hairy words, but it means you get out in front of something. Um, a friend of mine was just talking about when Michael Eisner took over the company, and he realized that uh, – and do I have time for this little – Yes, thing. go ahead. Yeah. Yes. He, Michael realized, Michael was a CEO for, for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, he realized quickly when he took over, the parks closed early on Christmas Eve. And he thought, wait a minute, we've got all these people who came to Disney. For that experience. For the, for, for the, the Christ- holiday. For the and they're, right. they're going to be stuck in their hotel room or going out and about trying to find something, something. So he said, no, we're going to stay open. Well, of course, that meant that thousands of cast members were not going to be home for Christmas Eve or at least not in time for a good dinner, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe church, mass. Exactly. Exactly. So he was smart enough. And this is, I think, what led to his greatness over 20 years, despite the fact that he had some tumbleweeds at the end there. But in that 20 years, one of the things he was really good at was getting out in front and he Months before uh, he needed to keep the park open on Christmas Eve, he made a statement. He had a, he had all of the communication communication people. There was a, there's a team of communication people at Disney that have the same message that get the message out. So 
I'm not going to tell you, and then you tell them, and they tell them, and before you know it, right. it's right. like telephone, who said what? Right. And so he told the cast members what I just told you. He said, these people are our guests. And you have to understand, the people who work for Disney, by and large, want to please the guests. Sure. And they're, so they're they entertainers. They have that in their soul. Exactly. And they, they got it. They may not have been thrilled with it, but they got it. But he was smart because he put it out there. He included them in the message. He said, how do we make this work best? We've got to do it. How can we make it work best? He included them in the solution. And it's been working like a charm ever since. Mary Flynn, our guest, she is going to be making the presentation, the Million Dollar Question, Thursday at the Coffee with the Leader series presentation at the Orlando Fashion Square in the National Entrepreneur Center. So who started this uh, legendary leadership secret sauce oh. at Disney? Was it Walt Disney? Was it Eisner? It came, Did it happen no, sort it of came, naturally? Well, it came from Walt. Walt had a lot of very bold ideas about about things, perfectionist, mm-hmm. um, uh, kind of like our president. I don't know when he rested, you mm-hmm. know. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the principles, and he blundered along the way. See, this doesn't mean that nobody's going to blunder. Things sure. aren't going. But Walt blundered in that his big blunder was that he had no succession plan. And when he died, the company had a big problem. Was almost sold off in parts and pieces. All That's right. a whole thing. Right. Uh, but the principle that he left, the principles that he left. Um, when you bring in leaders, they don't come in and change. You can change a, you can change a policy the way Michael Eisner did with Christmas. Mm-hmm. You can change a practice, but you do not change the foundational culture of the company. You're not coming in as a leader and saying, no, we're not going to do, we're going to do, we're not going to bring people. We're not going to, no, no, no. We're going to keep doing that. That's our foundation. Those are our values. Openness, respect, courage, honesty, integrity, diversity, and balance. Those have been our values for decades and decades. It might have taken more modern leadership to to define them, but they've always been there. That's what Walt was all about. And one of the principles, for example, it is it never dog eat dog. If you have information, if we're in a meeting and and Chris, you're making a presentation. And your reputation is going to be a little bit at stake here. Sure. And I'm in the room and I know something that can support you. And I sit there quietly and I don't support you. That is frowned on at Disney. In other words, I'm not going to hold on to that for power to make me look better. Right. I'm going to share it and say, you know, Chris, what I what I can add to that kind of thing. Right. Plus it up. We don't want to hear but, but, but. Right. We want to hear yes and. Right. You yeah. know, the, the great thing about Disney is that they do an outstanding job of training everyone. Yes. From top to bottom. I mean, uh, I remember the first time I went to Disney in California, you know, you're so overwhelmed with the size yeah. of the place and you're so <clears throat> excited and so on and so yeah. forth. And so you, you say, where is this particular, you know, you don't want to walk miles and miles and miles and then find out that's not where mm-hmm. you need it to be. So you ask, and who do you ask? You ask the guy who's cleaning the with the place. name tag yes the custodian yeah, the, guy the, with the custodian room. you ask him because you don't want to ask anybody else and sound mm-hmm. kind of dumb yeah, so yeah. you ask him where is yeah. such and such and they know they know yeah. everybody knows yeah. i mean all, anybody and any employee of yeah. disney you ask them a question well, I, I take it that they the, know. The, the first part of the training <clears throat> is to instill the culture in them the yes. two key things and you, and you nailed it right there we don't do an orientation we do we think it's a boring word We've changed this a thousand times structurally, but it's always traditions. And what we do, because you've already done the paperwork, we're done with that. That's boring. That's kind. We don't want to. An orientation typically is twenty-seven ways you can be fired. Okay. (laughs) Right. So we bring you in and we tell you. We tell you the story about how Walt failed. We tell you the story how Walt had a breakdown. We tell you the story because we want you to know this company can go under. Sure. We need you to help keep the greatness. Right. This company can be can be vulnerable. And then we want to have fun with you. We want you to buy into the magic. This is what the magic is about. Having fun, learning, knowing. So traditions, traditions is the onboarding, which is really critical. A lot of companies don't do this very well. 
The other part of it is the coaching and feedback. Okay, we have to take a break. But uh, if you go to the Coffee with the Leader series, The Million Dollar Question, you will have fun, you will learn, and you will come away knowing a whole lot more than when you went in. And that's Thursday, and it's free. And please do go to orlando.score.org, however, and sign up ahead of time. It's free, but sign up ahead of time, so they'll be prepared for you when you get there. And in the meantime, we'll be right back with more of What's the Score. Okay, we're back. What's the score? That's right, ladies and gentlemen, the show designed to help you come up with that winning edge for your business. And you really want to get the winning edge, ladies and gentlemen, start with radio, because that is the way to get your message out there. When you have your culture and you want to express it to the world, radio is a great way to do it. And the best way to utilize radio is come right here to Salem Media Group Orlando. Talk to Bill Files. He is the station manager here. He'll be able to tell you everything you need to know about radio. He'll be able to help you use it effectively. He's got a great staff here, all great professionals, ladies and gentlemen, that know the business inside and out, all even up to date with the, the new stuff, with the social media and utilizing all of that as part of your messaging. They can help you with that all right here at Salem Media Group Orlando. Bill's phone number is 407-618-1760. He's real easy to talk to, and it's real easy to get your message out there via radio. 407-618-1760. Give Bill Files a call and tell him, you want to know more about Mary Flynn and that radio <laughs> stuff. I'm, I'm serious, though. You can uh, get in the radio in a number of ways. You can have your own radio show, and you can also sponsor a radio show like Mary's or this one, or you can simply advertise on the radio. And one reason why you hear so many people advertising over and over and over again on the radio because it brings in more and more and more customers through their door. It really does work, ladies and gentlemen. Give it a chance. All right. So we were just talking about uh, how Disney utilizes uh, the, their culture that they have developed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very uh, strong. To their advantage and that this is possible for anyone to do. I think Culture that's with a capital C. You've got to take command of it. You've got to be aware of it. And a, a, a person who's in business has to understand they're going to have a culture. But the idea is it by design? Is it clear to everybody? Well, and, you, and I just want to, just, yeah. if, just if I could, this is how Disney thinks. Remember when you said a minute ago from the top all the way to the bottom? Right. We don't think top to bottom. We think across the organization. We don't want somebody to feel they're at the bottom. The custodial cast members are the face of guest service in our parks. <laughs> you know, like you were true. saying, everybody's walking around with a broom and a pan, <clears throat> and they're the first line of defense when there's sure. a question that from a guest. True. Sure. And in, that's in, true of in all the way, businesses, they're so, by the way. the most important. Absolutely. Because yeah. if this the customer is what, the, yes. has a bad experience there, it's just going to, you know. Exactly. And that's why, you know, sometimes you often hear me say customer service is so important because whoever answers the phone or whoever greets you yes. wherever you're going, that's the face of the company. Yeah. And if that person is not well trained, yeah. you get a bad impression. And we couldn't, we couldn't, we didn't have time to get into it here. But the other side of that, the service angle, is there's three principal parts. You have to know what the guest needs, needs and wants. You have to, and a lot of companies don't don't think about this. Understand what the stereotypes are. Whatever business you are in, there is a stereotype about it. People have an idea about it, uh, a good idea and a bad idea. And the emotions, you know, um, uh, I'll forget her name in the moment. Uh, she said, I, I may not um, I, I may not remember exactly what you said. I may, may not remember precisely what you do. I will never forget the way you made me feel. Right. And what Maya Disney, Angelou or something. Uh, Maya Angelou, yeah. thank yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, what Disney uh, is really good at is, and you can see it in the parks, what were the stereotypes? It's, it's too crowded. Uh, which means I can't do what I want to do, so fast passes. It's too crowded, so I can't ride things. Well, yeah, you can. Go get yourself fast passes. We're not going to charge you for it. Right. Um, another one is it's 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 hot in Florida. Okay, we, you know, we've got misters everywhere outside. And, you know, I mean, so every single thing that we that we understand as a, as a stereotype, we have a solution for. And that's what we focus on. So it's important for business owners to understand, uh, let's say a carpet company. What are the stereotypes about a carpet company, right? 
Now, there are good ones, and you know, like, oh, my carpet's nice and clean. and I'm right. But the, what are the bad ones? Well, yeah, but then I, my carpet was soaked for days or, oh, they didn't come in or the guys walked all over the house. The guys, I mean, who knows what they are, but it's important for business owners to know what those stereotypes are and then to take the time to meet people where they are and to meet them in a in a friendly way and and try to uh, turn that into a negative stereotype into a positive exactly. result. Exactly. And that's what Disney does so well. And that is part of developing your own business culture if you're a small organization. I mean because obviously Disney's a huge organization has lots of resources. Chunks way down. Right? Way but, down. But everybody even the guy who has a restaurant with 5 or 10 employees needs to know this. And know that those employees are representing him to every customer that they come in contact with. Do I have time for a brief story? You do. Okay. We were talking a few minutes ago about the beard, the hair, all that stuff. Okay. Um, I went into a restaurant um, about a year ago. And I do eat out more than that, but at this, on this on this particular day, I went into this restaurant with with two friends, and the food was great. It was a nice, cozy place. And uh, a lot of lot of people there, a lot of activity. Our server, our server, uh, had a black leather vest with a skull on the back of it. Personable as can be, but everything was pierced. Mm. Tattoos everywhere. Okay. And people were looking at him. People were not necessarily in a bad way, but on that particular day, that server was the face of the company and was the brand. Right. And if you like that person and you go back and that person's gone, that brand went with him. If you've got the... Which was a unique brand to him. To him. Right. But that was not... Not the brand of the business. You see? And so the whole point with with Walt is the, the people, the cast members are not the show. The show is the show. Right. We'll put you in costume if it's required, but you are not going to show up with who knows what. Right. Purple colored hair and, you know, pierced eyebrows. Not going to happen. Right. Not going to happen. And so uh, when they decided that they would allow men to wear mustaches because mustaches suddenly became very, very recognizable. And the way they did that was they they went across property showing all the new costumes that were coming out for focus groups all across property. And what they came up with at the end of that rollout was every single man in every single slide had a mustache and no one noticed it. So therefore they decided it wasn't that big a deal. Exactly. And so uh, they said it was okay. They put out all across property, same information, you may now uh, have a, a, a mustache. The problem was that people, guys would show up with shadow. Oh, no, 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 wait a minute. You ha- can have a mustache. You can't grow a mustache. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Do it on your vacation and right. come back with it. Well, right? no. So wait. So wait. Yes, but I used up my vacation. And you're discriminating against oh, me. So we goodness. said, okay, so you can use a costume mustache until yours grows in. Well, then everybody ran to Epcot to costuming. And they said, no, no, no. <laughs> Get your own mustache. Oh, I mean, it was hilarious. My goodness. Once yeah. again, Mary is going to be the presenter at the Coffee with a Leader presentation thursday december the 12th and the title entitled the uh, million dollar question and once again she is the author of a number of books which you can find at maryflynnwrites.com maryflynnwrites.com and especially the, the one we're sort of focused on here today disney's secret sauce the little known factor behind the business world's most legendary leadership. I think uh, I would encourage people to really go to this uh, particular no, session no because not only is it going to be extremely informative, but it's also going to be entertaining. And you'll, <laughs> God, you'll hear some secrets from uh, Disney. Yeah. Uh, you, you'll get some information you never would get anywhere else. And There's meet, no end to it, I'll tell you. And meet a woman who started out by making a business out of giving right. presentations. Yeah. yeah. And has now been very successful and made quite the career out of it. I always say a prayer for that accountant 
<laughs> that, that, that you the spend the $10 with and he bored you that to death. That is probably the best $10 <laughs> you've yeah, ever was, invested. Yeah, I thought, heck, I could be boring and make 200 bucks. Uh, I could show up. That's right. <laughs> I, I just a sort of a curiosity question because you, you talked about how Disney is not top to bottom. It's across. Across. Yeah. Uh, did Walt uh, – I, I presume that Walt was sort of hands-on and being Very an hands-on. But yeah. what about Iger and uh, and Eisner? Or have they been more? Hand- oh, my, Michael Eisner. Because um, he was a producer, wasn't he? A movie producer. He was the one, the only one. Michael Eisner, when he was at Paramount, you remember the movie Airplane? Yes. Every other studio would not make that movie. Is that right? Michael Eisner had Walt's instincts. He said that's going to be a a, a, a good movie and it's a cult, a cult thing. Classic. Right. Cult, cult exactly. classic. Oh yeah. Exactly. And quit calling me Shirley. Isn't <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, he had instincts. In fact, I used to talk to his, his driver, um, who would sometimes be our driver. And he said when Michael would get in the car, uh, having come in from California, uh, Burbank, um, they'd ride around property. You know, the property is only one third developed. You know, in, in other words, yeah. yeah, the rest of it's still forest. Yeah, and, and and Walt will not would not have wanted it all to be developed. So, so uh, we knew they were going to have a lot of rough land out there, natural Florida land. But but um, Michael would ride around property and say, "Now over here, I think that would be a perfect place for whatever, whatever." And maybe that's well. Look at the way it faces. It faces the the Seven Seas Lagoon. Maybe you know he was always doing that. Um, Bob Iger's a little bit different, but Bob Iger um, has a, had a good sense of the culture. And one thing that I, I, I asked him one time, because I was in a small diversity focus group with him, and I don't remember if I asked him the question or somebody else did, but he asking about the cast members. I can't remember the exact question, but his answer was definitive. He said, I want our guests to see themselves in our cast. Oh, okay. And that was important to him. And that's that matching thing. That's the rapport thing we started out with before talking about that. You see, that's a form of it, to be able to see, to relate in that way. And that's why you'll see Africans in Africa. That's a very interesting way to look at diversity. Yes, yes. Very interesting. And you'll see that we hire, uh, you know, we hire Africans for Animal Kingdom and and Asians. Everybody, yeah. And, and a of lot course, of Chinese Epcot helps an awful lot with that, with right. having you know oh, exactly. people from all right. countries, all right. you know, various countries represented. Yeah, well, we're going to have to leave it there. But Mary, once again, thanks Thank for you. being on the show, and I love right. listening to your radio show. You can catch her every afternoon live Monday through Friday, three to five on fifteen twenty WBZW at you, with your hometown, and uh, she's a great writer as well. So go to maryflynnwrites.com to see her whole selection of books, including children's books, poetry. And short stories you just, mm-hmm. just coming, coming out, out soon. Mm-hmm. And she's an award-winning writer. And you can tell that her presentation Thursday at the Coffee with a Leader series is going to be a real hoot. And the million-dollar question. And you just got a sample of the answer to that question here today. And please do go to Orlando.score.org to sign up for that and sign up for the excellent newsletter, which you would have been gotten you would have gotten an alert about this. That's Orlando.score.org. And please do like us on Facebook at Score Orlando for, on Facebook. So until next week, that's going to do it for What's the Score? Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.